Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of Beckham's Basement. We are an interactive football podcast that talks about the ongoing events in the current state of the game of football, the beautiful game, the game that we all love so much. Our main focus is going to be on the top five leagues in Europe, but we're also going to be talking about South American leagues, what's going on in Asia with the with the uh, rise of the Saudi, Ameri- Saudi Arabian League, as well as uh, the rise of Japan, for example, and also very limited, but we will talk about what's going on in the international football world, as well as far as national teams and how the uh, outlook goes for the European Championship next year and, of course, the World Cup in just a few years. Um, this is a brand new podcast. This will be the uh, debut episode. And for everyone listening, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, it is going to be me, Critty Smith, joined by my co-host, Nick. Nick, hey how guys, you doing? doing good. Ready for some football. Yeah. So we have a very special uh, episode prepared for the very first episode. We're actually not going to be talking about a lot of scores or active results from this past weekend. We had a what I would call a travesty in officiating in the Premier League yesterday between Tottenham Hotspur and Liverpool Football Club. We're going to be talking about that, but we're also going to be talking about something that's been actively talked about. It's becoming more and more of a of a, of a broader topic. But it's been talked about now for 15 to 20 years, ever since really the Roman Abramovich takeover of Chelsea. Then it goes, of course, the Glazers buying Manchester United, all the oil money that's been pumped into Manchester City, Paris Saint-Germain. And then, of course, everything else to do with the Saudi Arabian League. And that is money and football and why certain rules apply to some clubs and certain rules don't apply to others. How do clubs go into debt and still manage to to by certain players for a premium amount. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into this. Um, so Nick, we had yesterday uh, an, an, I, the match The match of the week actually was uh, Spurs versus Liverpool. Um, first of all, let's talk about what we saw the first 26 minutes. I thought it was a really good game, open play, a lot of good chances for Liverpool early. And we, you and I were sitting there and I was sitting there with uh, uh, texting other friends too, Stephen and others talking about what we were seeing and how, how uh, the match was shaping up to be something really special. And 27th minute, Curtis Jones sees the exit door. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I feel, I feel in real time the, 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 he was going for the ball. He stepped. You can see his foot hit the ball. A ball is what round science physics. It's gonna his foot's gonna fall down, and it just happened to land on the Hotspurs player's ankle or top right above his ankle, and it and studs hit his leg. What I saw in real time, it didn't look like a red. I mean, if you freeze frame it to where you see Jones's foot on uh on his on his uh, ankle slash shin leg area, of course that looks terrible, but he was, he meant no malice. He was going for the ball. He wasn't attacking this guy and, and going for some crazy slide tackle. I feel if you want these guys to play, they need to go for balls like that. That wasn't intent. I feel the yellow card that was given was good enough and you move forward. They went to VAR and it's funny. As soon as he walked up to the screen, you could see the freeze frame of his foot on that leg. 
and I feel they rested too much on that. You rewind it and play it through, you can see his foot land on the ball and push off and then go into the Hotspurs player's leg. I wouldn't have called it a red. Red's too dangerous to call that early. Let me ask you something. Um, Do you think – okay, we're going to go through all the infractions, but then I want to ask you a question at the end of this, okay? Uh, So what you're saying is they go to VAR – and Curtis Jones is convinced that he's got a yellow. Yeah. And the announcers here in the United States were even so sure. It's like, yeah, it's going to be, it's absolutely a yellow card. Yeah. The VAR is actually going to prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt. And then he pulls out the red card. So yeah. you have to go back and look. I texted you and said, this is rigged. Yeah. I said this, right? I said this, this is, there's, there's no way I would agree pull a red card out on the initial judgment call and then go down to a yellow once you see the replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any rational human being with two sets of functioning eyes would go as the yellow was pulled on the very, very first um, few seconds after the foul, which was his initial judgment call. Yeah. The VAR would then say, okay, I got it right. It's 100% correct, yellow. Then he... You, so you see what I'm saying here. Yeah, like, no, the, the, sure. the, the, then he pulls a red card out. The like you said, you made it a great point. Physics alone, the ball is round. Yes, it has. It's not flat. Like these flat earthers, like Kyrie Irving, think yes. that the globe is flat. The 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 ball is also not flat. Yes, your momentum and the speed of which you're going at the ball. Yes. If your foot hits it the wrong, or in this case, I would say the right way or the wrong way, whichever you look at it, yeah. you're going to roll over. Yeah, and your foot's going to go down. Right. There's just so happened to be studs on the bottom of a boot. Yeah, and his leg was right there. In front was of the right ball. there. Yeah. But it was completely 100% unintentional. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. No so he gets sent off, yeah. okay? Let's, let's fast forward a little bit further. Now Liverpool, Liverpool's down to 10 men. We go to the Newcastle match. We know that Liverpool can score down 10 men. Diaz does just that. They showed a replay of the goal. It's 1-0 Liverpool. They showed the bl- the grass, how the patterns on the pitch are, are where the groundskeeper used one side. One, there's rectangles dark and then one's yeah. light. You could clearly see when Diaz is making his move for on the run, and the ball has not yet been released from the player's uh, foot to pass it. He is behind the last Spurs defense, or he's in. He is. He is. What I'm saying is, he's not level, and he's behind, he's behind. from an onside yeah. perspective. This last Spurs defender. Yeah. They call it offside. Then they don't review any other time. Any other time they have reviewed an offside that was that close. They don't even look at it. Yeah. So now you have a goal that's disallowed. Liverpool has overcome the odds. They're down by about one man, 11 to 10. They still score in spite yeah. of what, what's going on. Yeah. Now, now we have two massive infractions. How did you see this? I, it was onside. I mean, <laughs> I watch it back, and uh, they – it's funny, man. They have all the technology in the world, these VAR guys, these, these guys sitting in that booth. They draw all the lines in the world. They have all that technology, but yet they fail to draw the lines on this one call and they totally get it wrong. I mean, me and you both know this sport isn't the biggest sport in our country. And CNN is, is a, is a news, a news company in this, in this country. 
And I want to tell you, they even covered this call. I saw an article in CNN who, who, who never talk about football. I mean, hell, they call it soccer still. So that, you know, they're not covering anything football. They even were talking about this offside call. I, it, it's funny. If you look at a steel, a still picture of that when he made his break run to go to score that goal, there's a Tottenham defender down the line a foot in front of him, and you can clearly see that he is onside. I I have no words as to why they didn't look at look at this, call it back, change this this play. I mean this it's 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 a massive human error. I mean, exactly the headline on CNN's article or that I just saw that just came out not 30 minutes ago is exactly that. It says significant human error proves costly for Liverpool in extraordinary Premier League match. Significant human error. And they're admitting the wrong. I mean, this goal was clearly onside. Why they don't use this technology and what they're supposed to do with the VAR blows my mind. So so here's the thing. VAR is ruining the game from a perspective of scoring because they score, they count the goal, and then they change basically your left ear hair being offside. And the goal becomes disallowed. So the supporters are taken out of the match. The player feels downtrodden because he just got all his emotion ramped up. He's celebrating a 1-0 or 2-1, 2-0, whatever have you the score may be. And it comes off the board. Then on the other side of it, the goal is the goal is 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 uh, I believe I think they counted it at first, yeah, and then did. the flag goes up, yeah. and then they don't review it. Yeah. Which if they had reviewed it, they could It would have stood one nil. Yeah. You review it when you don't need to review it, and then you don't review it when you need to review it. it it's yeah. a completely messed up system from A to Z. And it is ruining the game, the, the the pace of the match, the flow of the match, the emotion, the adrenaline, all the things that are beautiful about football. That's kind of the the the, the beauty of it is sometimes you get it right. Sometimes it's, it's it's like you know in baseball, the strike zone. Yeah. You know, not to take us away from football too long, but it's the same thing. It's an umpire. He's got a judgment call. Is it a strike? Is it a ball? Is it an inside corner? Outside corner? That's just that. That's kind of part of the game. Yeah. And 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 you know sometimes more times than not, Major League Baseball umpires get it right, and more times than not, the fourth official or whoever they get it right. Yeah. But in this case, the VAR is there to make sure they get it right, and they yeah. don't even review it. So so despite all of the cheating, Liverpool gets target practice on the other side of the pitch from Spurs. Of course, they're going to go up at some point. Richarlson hit Son on a beautiful pass, I believe it was, 1-0 Spurs. And in spite of all that, Cody Gakpo equalizes right before halftime, fourth minute, fourth minute of stoppage time, yeah. and Liverpool go equal into the locker room, right? Okay, should be 2-1 Liverpool at this point. Instead, it's 1-1. Then, okay, so let's fast forward to second half. Not, not a lot's going on in terms of, of, of bad officiating until – we get to the Diogo Jota call, oh right? God, yeah. So a second yellow. Yeah, not what, one minute, two minutes? Right. For something, it's an infraction that I would say, if you're Spurs and you do the same exact thing, if that was Richarlison or if that was Madison and, and, and you 
It wasn't. It yeah. He held him up, but it wasn't like egregious, you yeah. know. And I said, Klopp should have told all of his all of his boys, as he calls them, the boys. Yeah. They have a you have a target on your back. Yeah. This 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 game is rigged. This game is biased. They're not going to let you have anything today. Yeah. And Jota goes out there and plays with flyer and gets burnt. And now you're down to nine men. How did you? So let's let's see from your perspective how you saw this. Yeah, from 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 my perspective, I I just I definitely thought that the uh, the first yellow when Jada came on. I mean, I just I couldn't. I didn't quite understand. It wasn't like you said. It wasn't egregious. He he wasn't out the to really hurt anybody or do any you know cause any any big issues. And I, I didn't know why it was. Uh, why it was pulled out and then just the to make to make the second challenge to get the second yellow I feel I feel like he possibly yeah he could have not done that and and, and the, the yellow wouldn't have been given but I feel like the first shouldn't have even been given in the first place so it kind of it's almost like a double negative man that that first one shouldn't have been given when he made the second challenge which he probably shouldn't have made you know of course they're, they're going to give that second yellow but it just all points to everything being favorable towards Tottenham, man. I don't. It, it all made me feel like these refs just had it had it against Pool today. Man. Ne- next year, ne- next year marks the thirtieth year of my life that I've watched football. It'll be thirty years. I've been watching since nineteen ninety four. Yesterday was the worst officiated match I have seen in almost. It'll be next year three decades. And it's not just the fact that it's Liverpool, because it's funny. I remember the tweets from 2019, 2020, when we won the league. And just to be clear, this is not a Liverpool podcast. They, I happen to be a supporter of the club, but this is not a Liverpool podcast. But they used to spell Liverpool, so L-I-V-A-R. Like we're, first of all, we won the league by 19 points. It wouldn't have mattered anyway, or 18 points, whatever it was over City. It wasn't close. But... That, that season, yeah, there were a few calls that went for they, We've had many, many, many calls since then go against us. And there is not a shadow of doubt in my mind that that, that the, the official yesterday, the, the head official, had it out for us. I mean, I'm saying it's like, okay, it's a witch hunt. This sounds like Trump, right? But at the same time, I have – if it would have just stopped at the first red card, yeah. I would have said, okay – Bad judgment call, yeah. whatever. You're an idiot. Yeah. But but we have numerous examples yeah, yesterday. More than, more than two. More than two yeah. in one match. You have so much time to make up for your blatant stupidity yeah. in officiating for the next, what was that, the 27th minute that, that he got sent off, Curtis Jones? Yeah. You've got 63 more minutes to get this thing right, and somehow you got it worse. Yeah, even worse. Yeah. So let's just uh, let, like hot or not, right? Is this was was yesterday's match rigged? What do you think? I mean, I gotta say I feel... it may not be rigged, but there was bias. There was one hundred percent bias 
against Liverpool. And the thing about it is, man, I got nothing against Spurs. Like yeah. you, I, I, I defended them yeah. about, you know, to everybody who wants to know Nick's, Nick's girlfriend wants to be a Spurs fan. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, don't do that. Cause you'll be miserable. Yeah. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I, I, I said, you know, they're, 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 they're perennial top four, top six side. It's not misery. It's not like being an Everton fan, but my, my point is, uh, you know, I don't have any against us. Like, you know, Spurs, Son's a great player. I had nothing against Harry Kane for the most part. They've had a lot of good players. Of the, I mean, I, uh, uh, Delhi Ali, I liked him. Sorry, it didn't work out for him. But, you know, Hugo Lloris, these are like, they've always, Pochettino, great manager, thought what he did there was awesome. They're, I, I usually root for them against the Arsenals and the Chelsea's of London. You know, it's, it's like, they're like West Ham to me. It's like, yeah. I want to see him do well, right? But, so it's not the fact that they were wearing the players were wearing Spurs kits yesterday yeah. who we were playing against. I don't. It's not them. But there was obviously something that these refs thought. Yeah. You know, they cop they cop spitting their cereal. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. But I mean, there is there's rarely been an occasion, and there's been some poorly officiated matches over the years for sure. But oh, yeah. one so many blatant examples of getting it wrong when you have the technology to get it right is inexcusable. Yeah. There was no excuse for how bad that was yesterday. Yeah. I mean, what, I, so what bank account did the money go to? Yeah. Cayman who's, who's it? to the, to the, it's in the Cayman Islands. People Swiss Alps or something. Yeah. I, They're paying in, in gold bars from Swiss oh, safes yeah. that, you know, so yeah. I, I miss like, there, so, so if you're looking at this, um, want to put this out there, right? Uh, so there's been two occasions in the last five years that Liverpool have, or six, six years, five or six years that Liverpool have lost the, the league by one point to City. And then there's been three years where they've lost it convincingly. And then there's been one year that where they won it convincingly. Yeah. So going on the two years where they lost it by a single point, this year it could come down to one point. Yeah, no. And then, then you come back to this match on the day that City lost to Wolverhampton. Yeah. And Liverpool goes top of the table with a win here. Yeah, we talked. We said that before. And even a draw gets you the point you need, right? Yeah, so but, so you have to th – this is not th – that's why I agree with CNN's take of how big of a match it was yeah. because – the way Liverpool and City battle when they truly battle, yeah. it goes down to the 38th match day. Yeah. You can come back to September, October and say this is where it This was is lost. where it was won or lost. Yeah. And City lost the league, save for Wolves, and, and, and you could say Liverpool won it when they beat Spurs that same match day. Yeah. Or you could flip that on its head. Yeah. But you cannot objectively say that Wolves beat City fair and square yesterday, oh, yeah. Two, one, but Spurs did not win fair and square. Not to their to their discredit, though. It was not. I don't put it on them, but it's it's sad when you see an outcome of a match where the players didn't control the yeah, outcome of the match. Yeah, and Liverpool were sitting there playing with nine men on the pitch. Yeah, and holding on to the last minute Very to nice. a draw. Yeah. I mean, how do you, as, as someone who is not a supporter of either club, how do you, what, 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 as a neutral who enjoys the Premier League, 
How does this match leave a taste? What kind of taste does this leave in your mouth? I, I just, the VAR issue, man. I just, I don't understand how the top league on the planet, uh, it, it, which is what people say, which is arguably true. I mean, this is probably the most, wa- or it actually is the most watched league. And, and it it's typically the most entertaining. I mean, we, we joke about how bad the German and France league can be. That's a whole other story. But the top league, how they cannot. In terms of what? How like bad? viewer, yeah, it, like I just how it just blows my mind how they cannot get this right. I mean, this is well, we, no, but to, to say when we talk about the French and German league, yeah. we're talking about it being bad in terms of what? Oh, in that bad in terms of giving it because there's the same teams or the same team. Winning the league every year. Oh yeah, yeah. In the okay, Premier so, League, yeah. like of course you got City winning what four out of the last five, right? Isn't no, that, isn't that what they did? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Uh, four of the last five. And then Liverpool yeah. got the one. Got the one, the and then before that, Chelsea got one in there with Conte. Yes, yeah. seventeen. And then it was all City and Liverpool. Yes. So, yes. I, granted, you can make the, almost that same argument with Liverpool with the Premier League. At least it's close battle, but. In Germany and France, we see it over with by what do we say Thanksgiving or December? So I mean, honestly, Byron's had it in the bag in September before. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it, but yes, it, it, it to make it official where it's like you can mathematically eliminate Dortmund or Leipzig. Yeah, it's usually Thanksgiving. Yeah, so so with that being said, how you can have this top tier league with with billions of dollars being entangled with it? How you can mess up this one match and not be able to look at, let's say, an offside goal or use the technology you have to be able to tell that Diaz was on when clearly the whole world sees he was on. Even Tottenham fans saw it. Uh, How you can get that wrong is just a, a, a say as to how bad they really have this VAR and this uh video review stuff down. I mean, it's... It's bad enough to where they had to suspend these referees from the next match. They're not even ref- refereeing the Fulham-Chelsea match as they were going to. That's how bad it is. And and as a biased guy, not a fan of Tottenham or Liverpool. You mean unbiased. Unbiased, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, unbiased. Yeah, yeah, as an unbiased. Unbiased is all hell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as an unbiased guy, I just I feel you got to get this right. It's just too much involved. This, this we can look back at, like you said, we can look back at this in May and say, dude, you remember when we had our first podcast and we were talking about the Tottenham-Liverpool match? See, that's where they lost it. This could be, you know, league title changing stuff right here. You got to get it right. So right. much money. And I mean, I know that the uh, the, the, the Liverpool haters will, will say, well, there's still 30 match days or over 30 match days left. You have plenty of chances to pick up points between. Yeah, sure you do. I, but there's always, you can listen to NBC. You can listen to whoever's covering it. Sky, whoever you want. They will always go back and say, was that the day where it was won or lost? Blah, blah, blah. Because you yeah. look at where you dropped your points. Yeah. Sure. City's going to drop some more points too. I mean, now that I've seen that they can actually lose to Wolves, that, yeah. that I, I, I'm firmly believe that they can drop points to. They will. They will drop points to to Liverpool either through a draw or through a loss. Yeah. And I think they'll probably get some back at the Etihad. They will. They will drop points to Spurs. They they could drop potentially drop points to to uh, uh, Villa. 
They could drop points to Brighton. Yeah. They could drop points to Arsenal. Yeah, they're they're not going to breeze through it, right? But but at the same time, you look at where you had your opportunity to take to take uh, command of the moment. Yeah, and I don't care what anyone says, but being top of the table at the end of a match day gives you a sort of confidence and and it sort of breeds a winning culture and winning mentality, yeah. and you build momentum off of that. Yeah. And so City didn't get penalized yesterday for their loss. They still sit atop the table. Yes, yeah. Arsenal Arsenal pulled closer and Spurs pulled closer. Yeah. But Liverpool would have been top with yeah, a win. And I say, down. oh, but Liverpool, eh. Well, I'm 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 just making a point. That's yeah. all I'm saying here. Yeah. Uh Arsenal and, and Spurs and Liverpool are all still heavy on their trails. Oh yeah. But they're they still are in first place. And, you know, if, as they say, if you ain't first, you're last, right? Yeah, exactly, so exactly. Um Anyways, I uh, I want to switch topics here for just a second. I want to talk um, about something that is near and dear to both of our hearts in this sport. But I want to do it a different. I want to lead in with something that that you brought to attention this week, and it's something you discovered because you were looking at scores and you saw matches suspended. Yeah. And this is going to lead into a broader topic of money and football and how where we are today and why certain things happen the way they happen. But I want you just for a second to get our listeners up to speed. Uh, talk about what's happening with the Bolivian League. And the people are going to say, well, who gives a crap? It's the Bolivian League. Well, you should give a crap because it's it's a South American league. It's not some league in, in, in you know, the, the Southeast Asia, the yeah. Vietnamese League. It, yeah. it's, it's South America. You just said... Uh, they had a team that was uh, for the Copa Libertadores yeah. uh, uh, that qualified from Bolivia, right? Bolivar, yeah. Yeah, and just, so yeah, lost to Palmeiras. You, you just said that the entire league got suspended, or yeah. got so. Tell us a little bit about why this is. So yeah, I'm I'm as Mr. Critty knows, I'm big into all the the leagues from all over the planet. I mean, sure, I. I follow a lot and it is a lot to keep up with, but the Bolivian league is something I've always enjoyed. I mean, always ready, the strongest Bolivar. They have some, some great matches. I mean, you're talking about depending on how you look at the game. I mean, I consider a great match. I like watching five, three, two, four, three, two. Like those are the kind of league matches you get in Bolivia because of course no defense, but. That's just how <laughs> that's so, yeah. That's just how they play the game. Well, I'm looking and I'm noticing that all their games are being postponed every single game. So I look, I'm curious, I'm like, God, what in the world is going on in Bolivia? All the Bolivian tournaments and the domestic league were canceled over alleged match fixing. Um, the football federation decided that they they needed to cancel the country's two top flight football tournaments because of um, investigations into allegations of corruption and match fixing. Now, the Federation decided to cancel it because these clubs cannot or will not and were not paying their players their weekly wages or their wages period to play in these matches. So the players were found to be fixing these matches so they could at least be paid. I mean, they weren't getting paid at all. And you're talking about guys who have families and were were paid to come and play in this club in this league. I mean, I'll give you an example. There's a there's a Brazil guy 
who is now playing in uh, Brazil Serie B, who was just playing in Bolivar in Bolivia in the in the uh, the the club that was playing Palmeiras in the Copa Libertadores. He just left to go to Serie B because they weren't paying him. But you're talking about a Brazil player who's good enough to be playing in the first or second tier. So these are guys who are good enough to be playing in good domestic leagues. Well, that league was sh- shut down. They canceled the League Cup, everything, because these these players were, were literally fixing these matches. I mean, they were they were – of course, it's all allegations and whatnot, but they were so sure that FIFA and the, the Bolivian Federation shut down the whole thing before it became big enough to where they had to charge these players – and get these guys out of football. Well, so the thing is, we all know that some of the greatest players to ever grace the pitch have come from South America, and some of the greatest players to ever play in Europe, which are obviously the best leagues in the world in terms of money and uh, popularity and viewership, they also have come from South America. I mean, case in point, Lionel Messi, Argentinian, right? So... Uh, Diego Maradona, same country, Pele, Brazil. I, I mean, the list goes on and on. I can't, we don't have enough time to list every single great South American player. So, whereas Bolivia is not the top league in South America, it is still, it's still a, a, a major, yeah. Um, that, that, to have that, <laughs> to have this kind of uh, 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 scandal, if you will, yeah, go on yeah. or in corruption go on is a major deal for yeah. for the, the game and for that continent. Yeah, this would be like like the Belgian league, if you put it in European yeah, perspective. Good... Like the Belgian or maybe even the Portugal, because Bolivia's league is good enough to send people to Copa Libertadores. And, and you're talking about Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, then maybe Peru, Bolivia. So you're talking about like a Portuguese-level, Belgian-level side uh of league, so it's not like it's you know the Vietnamese league, like you said, or, or, or the USL or something yeah. like that. So yeah, that very respectable league, and for corruption to be this blatant, I mean, clearly money is is becoming a big deterrent for corruption, match fixing. Not a deterrent, but a, 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 a igniter for these kind of things to happen in the mat, in the in the game because these guys aren't being paid and you look at Europe and there's stuff like the Tottenham Liverpool match where we are saying there's corruption going on because of too much money. So, yeah, money's becoming something that's really affecting this game. I mean, you've been falling for 30 years. I'm at about 10 and uh it's really changed everything. When I jumped in, this is right when Chelsea won the Premier League and City, of course, had all the cash, but I wasn't seeing a hundred million transfers. Right. Know? And 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 that's the thing is I wanna so to give everyone we jump right into this. Uh my background, uh, you know, growing up in Germany and 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 playing uh club football over there, I saw the Bundesliga from, you know, I remember 1992, 93 is the first year I paid attention. I didn't start watching it until 94 after the World Cup. And I've seen it go from a league where it was competitive and you would have uh, VfB Stuttgart or you would have uh, Kaiserslautern or you would have, um, you know, recent uh, recent winners like Dortmund and, and Wolfsburg back in 2009. Stuttgart won it in 2007. 
but those days are over, right? I mean, it's just it's it, it hasn't been competitive. But in the 1990s, it was still competitive. Vera Bremen was a was a. I've talked to you about them and just uh, casually shooting the breeze about how Bremen used to be a, an absolute powerhouse yeah. in Germany. Um, you know, I my my expertise really comes more from the the top five leagues in Europe, but specifically England and, and Germany is and, and, and Serie A really is the, are the three leagues that I paid attention to. Nick. It has a background globally. I mean, you, you he pays attention to all these leagues, South American, Asian, uh, European, Eastern European, African. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the logo from our our, our, our logo, the, the the shirt that he's wearing in that is a is a Simba shirt. It's a, a Tanzanian a, a, club. Yeah, yeah, a Tanzanian club in Africa. I mean, so you know, I, I'm I'm wearing a Liverpool kit, and he's wearing a, a rare rare. African kit from a club in, 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 in the middle of the continent. I mean, that his, so he's, he, you know, you could honestly speak to this a little better about like global corruption and stuff, but I mean, you and I can look at it because, uh, and talk about it from a, from a, from a much broad, broader sense based on what happened yesterday. Yeah. But segueing from that is you talked about you, yeah, it was a great point you made about, uh, corruption in the fact of not, misuse of funds or not having enough money to pay the players. But let's talk about the flip side of that. Having too much. Having too much money <laughs> where that was my point a minute ago about the Bundesliga being competitive. Now, Bayern have done it, I feel like, to their credit, in a much more legitimate way. They they just struck a partnership with the Qataris to promote their airport. Uh, I think it was six, seven years ago in the the, the supporters of Bayern actually really were against it. Oh, big time. Uh, German, you know, Bundesliga has a saying, football the way it's meant to be. They, th so beyond Bayern, it's still very much a competitive league. And, and you know, Leverkusen can be up one year and then finish sixth the next year. Dortmund is really, and since RB Leipzig obviously got promoted, Dortmund and Leipzig are the only kind of like consistent Outside of Bayern, every season. yeah, but then you'll see like a Union Berlin pop in there. Yeah, uh, Freiburg flirted with it for a while. Yeah. Leverkusen is usually the fourth team, Hoffenheim. but then if not, Hoffenheim, Wolfsburg. Yeah. But but for the most part, it's only that one spot in the top four that's open. Dortmund usually occupies one of them. Leipzig occupies the other, and Bayern wins the league. Yeah, but why is that? And then you look in at Serie A. And you have Juventus, who's now been knocked off their perch. That's become a little bit more interesting. La Liga, I told you, died in 1992 when the last club, besides Atletico, who's only won it, mind you, a few times. It's yeah. been Barca and Real Madrid. That was Sevilla, I believe, that won it in 1992. It's been a complete just, I mean, it's been, it's been to me, it's been, it's been more boring than the Bundesliga for a lot longer. And then you have the uh, French League, which uh, Liga has, has only recently become, it used to be Lyon for a long time. Yeah. Marseille was, was very competitive in Monaco, and now PSG's come on the scene, right? People watch the Premier League because of the way the table looks right now as we, as we speak, right? And, and, and even in two of those Manchester City title wins that you mentioned before, Liverpool were one point behind. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about why City is even where they're at, why PSG is where they're at, why uh, Chelsea is where they're at. Why? So you have so you have 
uh, all this money, and we talked about this, uh, Barcelona was, I don't know the current standing of their finances as of the time of this recording, but at one point they were $2 billion in debt. And I think it was that summer that they actually still signed Robert Lewandowski from Bayern. They you got have the Spotify money. I remember that. That was big news. So if you notice, they had Drake's OVO label on during a match. They had they promoted some other girl's album on their shirt in a game. I meant to tell you about this. I okay. forgot to tell you. There was a popular pop artist who was coming out with an album, and they wore her emblem on their shirt. So because Spotify paid them so much money, I mean, you're talking about, like, I know they were in debt billions, but Spotify paid them, I mean, buku bucks. You're talking about. My, I want to say over a hundred million or something like that to give them legal right to name the stadium and to have the front of their jersey all season. So what they're doing is is they're putting artist emblems and logos on the front of their shirt during La Liga games, like we saw with Drake and like we saw with this pop artist, and and that is how they covered some of that debt. Now the rest of it, I don't know how the hell they've still been able to sign who who did they sign uh they just got what's his name from man city Cancelo, right for 40 50 million oh, Jean Cancelo? A, yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. i i know that spotify covered a lot of that debt but i don't know how how they're how they still are buying players i mean it's something we talked about i, I it's it's like a mystery well for people to understand i would re- i would reference uh tifo football to understand how chelsea is breaking the transfer yeah. market every single year and and now they have um they have a new american ownership who's already getting booed out of the building because yeah. those transfers so far have not worked out let's talk about let's talk about manchester united nick yeah so manchester united i ask you i challenge you uh, I need for you to tell me where in the last 10 years, name three successful Manchester United transfers. And all of them, mind you, are double digit million transfers. I'm going to go ahead. I'll list you. I'll name you some. You tell me right now. So boomer bust, right? We look at this season. Anthony is already. Already out. Bust. Right. He's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jaden Sancho. Out. Won't touch the pitch for United ever again. Paul Pogba. It's out. Okay. Uh, Harry Maguire. Oh, my gosh. Needs a red clown nose. Okay. So I would, I would say that he's, he, you mean that to be a bust. Bust, yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I was going to go with um, oh, uh, Romelu Lukaku. Oh, God. Yeah, bust. So he goes, so he goes to United. Can't sit straight on the toilet. Nope. Goes to enter, wins a Scudetto. Yeah, almost wins Champions League. Hell, if he could have hit it, the it, ball it, in the net, they could have tied the game you, to, argumentatively. Right, and to yeah. be and so and they and obviously they won the Scudetto yep. a couple of years ago, and then they were in the Champions League final last year. Yep. But Lukaku played on both of those teams. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I could the, the the list the list goes on and on. I told you they brought up McTominay, who they said was going to be the next great wonder kid in midfield. Right, oh. Co- complete complete. Bust on that, yeah. right? There's Fred. Josie Mourinho signed Fred. He's he 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 never he never got the wheels rolling. Nope. The one guy I will say, and I've said this from the very start, and he's starting to lose steam because how can you not? You got to get demotivated. Is Bruno Fernandez? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. but 
I like Bruno. Then let's talk back. about the bust that was bringing back Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, he yeah. scored goals and he was can- a, a cancer to the chemistry yeah. of, of the club, right? But yet you sign these players multi million dollars, and I didn't even name the kid from Atalanta that they just signed. Yeah, uh, the Roismas Holland. Yeah, yeah. So what's he doing? How many? What? What? Well, how does he yeah, help them? He scored one cup goal, I think. That's they've right. won. They've lost. Four matches of their first seven Premier League matches. That's I think I believe that's the first time that's happened to them in the history of the Premier League yeah. since 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 the Premier League started yeah, back in the early nineties. Yeah. Um they did set the record for losing three of their first five. That was yeah. the worst start uh in terms of losses in United history. Um <clears throat> so so now let's just say that Brighton wants to go out and they say, I want to buy Ronaldo. Or I want to. I, I don't. I don't want Messi to go to Miami. I want him to come. Let's yeah. let's let him come to Brighton and have Albion, right? Yeah. Why can't they do that? Why can't Brighton go out there? Why can't Leeds go out and do this? Why can't Why can't Deportivo La Coruña do this? Yeah. You know the, the so so obviously there's a different set of rules for certain sides, yeah. and then there's and, and 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 we talked about financial fair play and what a joke it is. And I know I had this conversation with my friend Steven yesterday about FFP. Okay, so allegedly Manchester City is still being investigated for their FFP violations. Pep Guardiola said if he finds out that City were cheating, he'll quit on the spot. Then you never should have taken the job in 2016 after leaving Bayern because it was apparent that they were cheating then. What blind man... (laughs) That's full of shit. Yeah, what blind man that sits there and says that that okay, they're playing with the same deck of cards that Bayer Leverkusen's playing with, and that Everton's playing with, and that Marseille's playing with? You're you're full of it. You you you're absolutely blind. They buy Sergio Aguero like it's nothing. They buy Vincent Company like it's nothing. They buy Kevin De Bruyne like it's nothing. They buy. Uh, Rodri, Rodri, like it's nothing. They, they, they buy whoever they want, like it's nothing. And to throw in, you get a little junk in there, like Nathan yeah. Ake, a couple times, some, some garbage from Bournemouth that nobody wanted, right? So, so we'll throw that in there. And, and it's funny, like, all of a sudden, he's actually a, de- a decent player. Imagine that with all the talent around him. Oh, I know. Ederson, you know, they didn't like, um, uh, 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 what was the keeper's name that played Costa Rica? Navas. Oh yeah, and they didn't yeah, like Navas, so they yeah. got they got Ederson to replace yeah. him, right? Yeah. Um, so he said, "Well, how do you how do you Nick? How do you stop this? The way you stop it is you can't find you can't find Manchester City who has unlimited resources. Yeah. You have to knock them down. I swear, people will be like, oh, that's too harsh. Knock them down to the to the to the English second league. Yeah, go League One or something. Yeah, you got you've got to and oh, oh yeah, point deduction. Okay." Well, well, they they score, they win enough matches that they'll still finish top four and yeah. be in the Champions League with a point deduction. Yeah, which you saw case in point, Juventus almost did that last season. Well, Kate, okay, just real quick, there's a team in Belarus right now who got a minus thirty eight point reduction. They're already in the plus. They're that good, and I relate that to City. I feel like if City got minus thirty eight points, like you said, they would still finish top six. Just because their resources are out of control. Yeah, yeah. Money still, isn't an yeah, issue. Yeah, the, this money's not an issue. So drop into the league one. You have to, you, you, and you have to tell Kevin De Bruyne for the next two seasons at least. Yeah, you play 
<laughs> you're not going to play. You're going to be playing at a 5,000 seat stadium against Lincoln, in, City. against Lincoln City in the or uh, 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 Tramier Rovers would be yeah, great. Yeah, and, and there's going to be no Champions League. There's going to be no so, and it, which would be funny because there is a way. There is a way, Nick, yeah. for them to still get to Europe. They could win the FA Cup and then get to the Europa League. Yeah. Then they win the Europa League and they get to the Champions League, right? Yeah. But you, but they would say, do that. But they, they do might do that. that. But that's fine. But you're, but domestically, you can't win anything in terms of the of of, of the Premier League. You can win, they'll, and they'll win automatic promotion. But but you can't tell me that some of these players wouldn't say, "I want to go elsewhere. I'm not going to play in 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 the in the uh, the the second tier or third tier." Yeah. Of, of English football, you can't let uh, someone who you know commits these kind of violations get away with it, like off the hook. So, Bar- we talked about Barcelona, we talked about City, we've talked about um, we talked about Manchester United. Okay, so Chelsea, right? Chelsea, and this is the funny thing they say, and this is when you have like the, the like. You see a club like Aston Villa who scraps to get into the Conference League, right? And you see a club like West Ham that scraps to win the Conference League just to get to the Europa League. And there, and, and, and then you see Chelsea who finishes 11th and then they go spend 200 million yeah. <laughs> in the summer. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, it's it, it, like they, they are, and the, the old adage was like, well, if Liverpool don't, get into the Champions League, it's going to set them back financially significantly. Well, Chelsea has missed multiple Champions Leagues in the last five or six years. Yeah. Uh, under Conte, when they won the league, they didn't play in Europe at all. Now they're not playing in Europe again this year. And somehow they're still in the bottom half of the table. Yeah. But this is what this is my point is, you. Th- th- this is obviously somebody's playing with a loaded, with a loaded gun and others aren't. Uh, yeah. Some sides just have that backing and some some don't. And, I mean, it's really not, like you said, I mean, it's not fair. Like, teams like Brighton can't. When when Jude Bellingham was up, you know, looking to go somewhere, you think Brighton was in the mix? Of course not. Just cut simply because they don't have the backing or the ownership like United or or Real Madrid or Chelsea, you know, it's, it's not, it's ridiculous. Let's talk about one of the most blatant examples of this, which two years ago, on the brink of relegation uh, were Newcastle United. Yeah. And then last year they qualified for the Champions, Champions League, League in one season. Yeah. That's Saudi money. Yeah, that's a great example. That's the best example because they did in one season. City didn't even do that. No. So, so complete turnover. You, you, can, you can't tell me nottingham forest or or these clubs like these like and and for those of you who are just tuning in to european football nottingham forest was a big deal back in the 80s blackburn rovers was a big deal they won a premier league title in the mid 90s uh you know aston villa they were they were royalty these clubs now are struggling like they're like super pumped if they get top seven top six top four is even unheard of newcastle were also a big deal. They have been to the top of the mountain in Europe. They have they have won English titles before, but they were they were another one that they just a few seasons ago they were in the championship. Yeah, yeah. And then they almost got relegated two years ago, and last year they finished in the top four. 
yeah. and they're in the Champions that League this crazy. season. And it's a it, in in one year, like Callum Wilson, these guys, oh, they turn it around. Um, I mean, you can credit it to the the that money, man. Those that backing. I mean. It's funny, it's like United fans now are praying to get Qatari ownership just so they can do what Newcastle and City are doing. They want that 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 oil money, man. They but then where does that where does that come in where whereas like in Germany that they that the league has taken a stance. That's why uh, even Bayern supporters were against yeah, the, 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 the 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 oil money and all that coming in. No one else in the league will touch it. Yeah. It's got a purity to that league. It's got it's got tradition to it, and it's got integrity to it that that other leagues simply do not have. Yeah. And you're saying, okay, if we can get rid of the Glazers for some chic, yeah, because he's gonna allow. But then it's like the fans are sit there and protest. We don't want that. But just wait until that first that first top four comes back, yeah. and wait until that first group stage out of the Champions League comes back when you're in the yeah. knockout stage. Oh, then all of a sudden you don't care about how much, uh, 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 you know, if Tom Foolery is going around with the financing and the bookkeeping and all this stuff. You only care about what, because winning cures everything, right? But how do you get to those wins? And it's like, oh, well, you know, this is the way that football is now. It doesn't have to be this way. No, no. It doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It is just funny because United are still spending buku bucks. Like they've spent just as much as Chelsea, and they don't even have the the Qatari ownership yet. So it's like, are you just want that ownership to just spend more and more? But it, it's it, it, taking it back to like the Brighton example. Like it's just not fair to those teams who can't or don't do that, you know. And and talking about the German league, it's funny. We were talking. I think it was this morning. We were saying, is it now finally time where another team is gonna? beat out Bayern because the Germans are realizing that their league has become shit. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, di- it's a dying league in the you, fact you know that I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of viewers uh, are turned off by the fact that you have a club that's won 11 straight titles. A lot of, you know, Dortmund and I heard Casey Keller say yesterday, Dortmund should have won it last season, but they didn't. That's the, well, that's nice. Yeah. Thanks for coming. It, 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 they didn't. They didn't close the deal, and they they lost. They lost to the team that's dead last in the Bundesliga right now. Mines on the where well, they didn't lose to them. They drew them on the final match day, yeah. and they needed a win. Yeah. And Bayern did what they needed to do, and they had the goal differential. And yeah. so, literally on a, on a point draw with goal differential, Bayern won the league. You can't get any closer to them, and they still win. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I I we've seen a shift, in Germany, but, like, but you're but where's your you're seeing you you're seeing a shift in Germany because Leverkusen has, for example, uh, Javi Alonso as the manager this year. He's he has got a, a a great system in place, and you have good players like Florian Wirtz and stuff that can that that, that operate well within that system. And uh, 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 who's the, who's the, um, what's the guy's got name? Brandon Jaka. Yeah, Jaka, but playing is behind. All yeah, what? Well, no, what's the uh, Boniface? Yeah, Boniface. Yeah, from yeah, right, from, right. Like, the Belgian side. Right. So, yeah. so, so, I mean, there, there, there's Bayern's also going through a transitional phase right now. They just got Harry Kane. They, they, they lost Lewandowski. Yeah. They're going. They're. They've got. A, so they've got. They've got. And they got some players 
ingoing alcohol. It's not the same generation. Like Thomas Miller's older. He didn't even play yesterday against yeah, Leipzig. Did. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the the only thing he did, they showed him celebrating the goal when Harry Kane scored from the penalty in the 57th. But my point is in this is like the only way you're, you're seeing Leverkusen is in first place organically. Yeah. And Dortmund is in second, I believe. They're or they and they're they lose organically and they win organically, <laughs> yeah. So that and, and and they and they certainly do enough of both to, to to keep things interesting. Uh, RB Leipzig, you know, they're they don't have people will say, well, they took the shortcut to get there, yes, but they haven't won a league title yet, yeah. Um, uh, they're back to back defending uh DFB Pokal champions, but that's yeah, That's not the same as winning the league. No. Um, yeah, you got Leverkusen and Stuttgart. Stuttgart is and Stuttgart is the surprise of the season. Yeah, um, Jurassi is like a man on, on on a mission. He's on fire right now, scoring hat tricks and just yeah. like everything. Uh, they got they got destroyed by Leipzig on match day two, and uh, but ever since then they have just been on fire, including match day one when they won five nil. Yeah. So um, Stuttgart is a pleasant surprise. Don't look for them to finish top top four. They they, they if they finish top six, it would be okay. a lot of people actually had them being relegated and were finishing in the sixteenth spot, Jeez. which gets you in the playoff. But uh, they were not predicted to do too much. If you remember last year, they played Hamburg in the relegation playoffs. Yeah, they no, up. I remember. Yeah, we so were, we were following that. the fact that Stuttgart is second place right now is 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 a, is a major miracle in and of itself. Yeah. But um, do you think this is the shift? Is this is this? Do we get to see someone other than Bayern, or is it, this just teasing us? I I, I mean, at the end no, of the day, I think to... it's it's just teasing us. Okay. I, I I think that. Okay. I mean, it, we're we've seen Bayern drop points the last two match days straight. Yeah. And they're in third place, and they're two points off of first. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah no, I I, I I mean, I think I think that. The top four will look similar to what it's looked like the last five years once it's all said and done. I think Stuttgart might finish between five and seven as a nice surprise. That's your big surprise for the season. Union Berlin's dropped off. Freiburg, we'll see what they can do. They're always there. Frankfurt's dropped off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Leverkusen is a lock to finish top four. I think yeah. they're not going to win the title. Dortmund, you know, I, like why do we even talk about Dortmund winning the Bundesliga? Same. But they will finish top four. Yeah. And then I look for RB Leipzig, and so that leaves you. As I said before, Leverkusen gets the spot that Union Berlin took last year. They 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 get somewhere in the top four. Yeah. Dortmund, Leipzig, Bayern. But yeah. Bayern will win it in the end. Uh, it's just going to be. A little bit more interesting for longer. Yeah. But I want to point out that the teams that are challenging Bayern are not doing it with oil money. No. And they're not doing it with Russian oligarch money. Yeah. And they're not doing it with with an American billionaire. They're not doing it with Stan Kroenke's money. Yeah. Or or the Glazers' money yeah. or whatever. Or I mean, and I say that the Glazers' money, but I just talked about how Manchester United are hundreds of million dollars in debt. And it's like I said, okay, so let's let's set the stage that I set this morning. Uh, you know, you're Nick and you're going to the, to the bank and you say, hey, I'm, uh, you know, my name is Nick. I'm representing uh, Barcelona. And I say, okay, Mr. Nick, what, what can we do for you? And you're like, well, I uh, I want to I wanna order a Lewandowski with a side of Ter Stegen. And you're like, okay, cool. Well, let's check your finances. And they run your credit. 
and you have a 200 credit score and you're $2 billion in debt. And they say, sure, we expect our money back in the year 2154 with 3,000% interest. But here's your fresh order, piping hot out of the oven of Lewandowski with a side of, 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 of Marc-Andre Terstegen, right? And, uh, you know, you just get the players, but then you're now, now, now Leeds United comes up to the bank teller and they say, hey, we're Leeds United. My name's Critty. I'm representing Leeds United. I would like to order, uh, 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 I just want to order of, of 36 year old Lionel Messi. Yeah. And they laugh me out of the building. I'm like, I'm not asking for 46 year old Lionel Messi. I'm asking for 36 year old Lionel Messi. No, no, David Beckham's already got that order. And do you have any other players? I would like, uh, one, uh, Casado from Brighton and like, Sorry, that's going to be 115. Well, we'll just pay you 115, and like, sorry, that your club's not worth 115. There's, it's not a level playing field. No, so, 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 level. so, you know, it, it, that's my point. Is Newcastle got to where they got with money from new ownership? Chelsea were a mid-table side before Abramovich bought them. They got to where they got to because of oligarch money city were a championship side before they got to where they got to with oil money psg were a mid mid table side in france before they got to where they got to with oil money and you know you have like the the one the one club that i'll say i mean i know stan Kroenke owns them but arsene Wenger was doing stuff with arsenal before stan Kroenke bought them yeah they, you know, but you know, they had Thierry Henry, they had Dennis Bergkamp's, they had those kind of players. Um, where they were kind of like United and Liverpool, and then the fact that they were like organically competitive, like Liverpool, you know, uh, you know, they they've obviously had the Shankly teams and stuff like that, and then Manchester United had the class in '92. But there, there's there, what my, the way that Stephen put it yesterday is like they had pedigree. Like yeah. Arsenal has pedigree. They do. And you don't think of them like money, 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 like you do City. City is a plastic, uh, a, 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 uh, a, a, a chemical plastic produced club yes. that had no history before 15 years ago. Yeah. And that, and really, honestly, it's been the last 10 years where any of that history's really come since like 2013, 14, when Roberto Mancini won, won the Premier League there. Uh, that was that, uh, yeah. famous final match day yeah. in 2014 where Liverpool blew the title and yeah. City won it. Um, anyways, uh, Chelsea had a little bit of history, but they didn't have champ, they didn't have European cups, they didn't have Champions Leagues yeah. before Abramovich. And then they've certainly won more league titles in the last since Abramovich had it than they had in any time before. Um, you know, then you have clubs that like used to win the Premier League, Blackburn, Le Leeds United, the, or they at least competitive, Leeds United, Blackburn Rovers, New Nottingham Forest, Aston Villa, Everton. They used to either be in the top four or win the league outright. Yeah. And some of the clubs that I've mentioned in Newcastle was in that group as well. Now we can't include them there anymore because they are now a Champions League side officially yeah. with oil money. Yeah. So God, yeah. and so there that 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 that's the and then you just have Barca and Real Madrid that can just on name alone 
buy whoever they want. If I want Jude Bellingham, then I get him. If I want uh, Chumaney, then I get him. If I want, you know, what, whatever. It's whoever whatever. I want. You know, if I want to buy, um, speaking of Chelsea players, um, uh, what was this? Uh, um, uh, the guy that, damn, I, he, he's he's now so irrelevant that I've forgotten his name. Um, from who? From, from Chelsea. That was, their, that was their best player when they won the uh, Premier League under Conte. Huh. Oh, the ha, ha, um, Hazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Eden Hazard. Went to, went to Madrid and completely flawed. I don't flawed. even know where he is, right? I don't even know where he's playing right now. I don't know if he is. Playing. I don't know if he is playing. Yeah. But then you have players, and you have players like Antoine Griezmann that may, finally make the jump from Atletico to Barca. And then where's, where's Griezmann playing now? Right back at Atletico. Yeah. And like we said, how many, if you name how many players have flopped at United, you could probably do a who's who of, of who's flopped at Barca as well. Usman Dembele, uh, um, uh, Philip Coutinho, all hundred million euro players that have massively flopped. Yeah, God, Coutinho just scored. I meant to tell you, he scored a goal in the Qatari League the other day. I meant to send you that to get a good laugh. And let's not let's not act like scoring in the Qatari yeah. League is anything special, people. <laughs> um, do you? So we've gone a long time here talking about the financials and stuff like that. We've talked about how the Bayern will probably still win the league, but they have at least of the big European sides, they're probably the most legit in terms of like they have invested their they have invested well, they have spent well, they've 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 missed on some transfers, but they've hit on a lot more than they've missed on. They didn't spend a hundred million dollars on a player. Until Harry Kane this very past summer, yeah, uh, they bought players. And they usually buy from you know their little baby brother. They usually buy from the you know Mario Götze came from Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, Lewandowski came from Dortmund. Uh, Mats Hummels came from Dortmund. Yeah, speaking of little brothers, yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Joshua Kimmich I think came from Stuttgart. Musiala was a was a project uh, on the the under twenty three team or whatever it's called, right? Bayern two. Yeah, didn't he come up from the from the uh, what's the word? The academy or whatever. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah but that, that's that's an academy guy. Yeah, but normally they just buy other people's academy oh, guys. Because we'll talk about Schalke too getting pillaged by Bayern. They had obviously uh, Manuel Neuer is an example of that. Leon Goretzka is an example of that. Leroy Sané is an example yeah. of that. But of course, Got he made it. a pit stop at City, City first. But he's still a Schalke player. Um, anyways, normally that is the case, but it, it's 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 gone it's gone down a little bit. Um, in in recent times, like their big signing last this past season was what uh, Harry Kane, but then Kim, the center back. Yeah, you know he came from outside of Germany, from but Napoli, yeah. Napoli, right? But um, my my point in this, that at least of the top four or top five leagues, that Bayern has probably done it the most legitimate of those superpowers, and then their competitors this year in the Bundesliga are all legitimately. I mean, they are like saints compared to the other FFP violators in Europe, right? Yeah. In terms of like we talked about. Is there any way, do you see, long story short, is there is there going to be finally, Is are we too far gone? Is there going to be a backlash against this? Are the supporters going to, is there going to be a boycott? Because like, you, you saw a couple of years ago, uh, Manchester United, the supporters walked out 
yeah, uh, of, of Old Trafford protesting. Yeah. You know, I think you need that like over the course of 10 match days where there's absolutely, yeah. you know, like where revenue's down. But like, do, yeah, do they you did see it one match? Yeah, they did it one match. Do you see, at, is there, is there, is there going to be a shift in this or is it basically just whoever can get the oil money, whoever gets, gets bought by Saudis right. or Qataris or, or the next American, the next Bill Gates? I think it's going is it to only be going to be further? Like Brighton's only going to have a shot if they get, if they well, get Bill Gates to buy them, yeah. or if, or if you know uh, uh, Zuckerberg decides to buy Leeds United, or is it is there going to be like some, something stabilizing it? I, I I just think we're starting to see that trend where these clubs are all the supporters are wanting to be bought by these oil guys. I mean, I I just see it going that way. I I don't. I mean, as you've noticed, man, look at Newcastle. They they wanted Newcastle to be the, – the supporters wanted those Saudi guys to get them. They wanted that because they know in order to compete in this day and age, in this market, in that Premier League, you need to have all of those millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on these players so you can compete against the likes of City. I don't see – I don't see it stopping, but you got to think like eventually someone would have to step in and, and say that, you know, you just can't have the English Premier League ran by all these Saudis and Qataris, you know? I mean, eventually teams like Brighton aren't going to be able to just keep on getting these. The Well, maybe they could. I mean, Brighton has replaced all these players that they have sold, but they're not just going to keep having that good luck where they're going to get these kids from Ecuador or wherever and going to be able to compete in the top of the Premier League. It's that, essentially going to run out. That's what got you into the top four 30 years ago. Yeah. Is to hit on those players. Now you just buy from teams like Brighton, and you're stuck in the top four like City. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, 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 the thing is, you, you would get a player like uh, McAllister, and, but, but, and, and you would – you would hold on to him for three or four years yeah. and you would build and you might like, but they sold that you're not, there's going to be a point. Like look at Union Berlin as a prime example. They, they probably topped out last year with top four. They got to the yeah. champions league for the first time in their club's existence. And they're now, now, now they're, you know, they've, they've lost three out of uh, three out of six matches in yeah, Germany, three out, of, three out of, Five, whatever, how many matches? I think they played six in Germany. Yeah, yeah. So they, but they've already got three losses, and it's not looking good. right. It's not looking good. But the, Brighton is going to run out of steam at some point. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do this year yeah, in year yeah, out. It's just not going to. Your luck's going to run out. You look at the you look at clubs that are punching above their weight right now. Probably Aston Villa, uh, Brighton, yeah, uh, Fulham. Oh yeah, you're 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 not at some point. The Chelsea's are going to come back in. Yeah. The United's are going to come back in. I yeah, would say, a, like a yeah. club, yeah. But then you have then you have someone like Everton that spent two hundred million a few years ago. That was the summer, like when they bought Richarlison, yeah. and they had on nothing to show for it. They yeah. almost got relegated. They're yeah. trying to build a new stadium. Yeah, that manager. They just saw, they just gave Luton Town the first win of their club's existence in in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean that's Everton is now going to be forever the answer to a trivia question. Yeah, on yeah. the wrong side of history. 
But you look at that, right? Like that was a club that in the mid eighties was winning the was winning English championships. Yeah, I remember Everton when I was starting to follow Lukaku, and they were in the top. The guy who fights uh, Apollo Creed's kid in the first Creed movie, he's an Everton oh, supporter. Yeah. He's wearing Everton shorts on his before he, that fight and before he goes to jail. I'm just saying, yeah. he was an Everton supporter. I think that's hilarious. That's the most publicity Everton's gotten in the last 20 years. I swear to yeah, God, it's through awesome. Sylvester Stallone yeah. and uh, doing the Creed movie. I didn't know Stallone was an Everton supporter. Yeah, right? Wow. Um, but uh, anyways, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is you're going to run out of steam. Like Their best finish yeah. in the last five or six years was when Lukaku played for them right before he transferred to United. Yeah. I think they finished seventh or sixth. Yeah. I think they, they played... I think they played in Europe. I think they got they did. They to, went to like Europa, Europa yeah. League, right? Um, but they've been downhill ever since, yeah. and they've spent with reckless abandon. It's funny we say that because a team like Southampton had Pochettino and went to Europa, Europa League, and because they don't have the backing like United or City, look at where they're at now. Yeah, they're in the, they're championship. In the championship, right? Like, that's a per- that's another perfect example, man. You're talking about that's when they had Tadic and. The great manager, uh, Argentinian manager of Chelsea, Pochettino, right now, they were playing in, in Europe. Virgil van Dijk. Virgil van Dijk was there. I mean, yeah, dude, you're talking about a team like that just because they don't have that backing and the money like City. Look at where they're at now. I mean, there's there's teams where if they would have been bought and Jordan Henderson cash, came from Southampton. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, Southampton in 2015, dude, what a freaking team. And look at where they're at now. And you can literally – I think you can attribute that to not spending the cash like these big money clubs. They were they went toe to toe with Inter in the uh, Europa League group yeah, stage. I yeah, we that. talked about this months ago. <laughs> we were looking at highlights, laughing at Virgil Van Dyke scoring headers against uh, um, was Salvia Prague or something. No, it was, there was they they played that one club, Hapoel Beersheba. Yeah, Beersheba. That's right. The yeah, red yeah, and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and, and then, it's a good example. but, but, but Liverpool's going to come in and poach you and then United's going to poach you and Chelsea's yeah. going to poach you. You're, you're not going to replace Virgil van Dyke with another Virgil van Dyke. Nope. So far, Brighton, and I, I say this yesterday as they lost six to one to Aston Villa, but I, I, I you know, Stephen asked me what would happen with, with Brighton. I'm, I, I want to say it's an anomaly. They've, they've played really well so far this season. I mean, they destroyed United uh, 3-0 at Old Trafford a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but when you are paying 8 and 9 million pounds or 12 million pounds, the transfer market due to these, these oil clubs and these American tycoon clubs and these oligarch clubs, the average transfer – for a good to great player has gone up so significantly that you'd say like 15 years ago, you'd be a great player for 15 million pounds or $20 million. That's like an average player in the Bundesliga now costs that, right? Or, 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 or a, or a bench player in the premier league costs like 20 million. And so, yeah, Brighton's going to, Brighton's going to pay some Ecuadorian club, Twelve million for yeah, Cesar yeah. Ruiz, De Longonzo, Dave yeah. Fantasma, yeah. and he's going to come and he's going to play two years at Brighton, and then, and then Chelsea's going to buy him for one hundred and ten. Yeah. And then Brighton made eighty mil, and then they don't. Re- because you can't, you can't, it, because these players are not like cars 
in a, in a manufacturing plant. Yeah. That you're not like, and, and when you're a Brighton, and I hate, we keep singling them out. I mean, we could talk about Fulham, like they had Carvalho, who was great for them in that championship season when they scored all those goals. Yeah. Now he's playing for Leipzig in the Bundesliga. He made it one year at Liverpool. Klopp sent him down, loaned him out. You know, like okay, yeah, but because you're not always going to 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 hit on these guys, right? And when you're in that situation, when your top seven placing or your top eight place depends on that as as a, as a club that isn't financed by these billions, you have to hit on 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 every little South American transfer or African transfer, like. You know, if you have a Sadio Mane before he goes to Liverpool, when he's in at at, at a, a Salzburg, which he was at Southampton also, he was also at Southampton, right? But he came through the Red Bull system. Yeah, you have to hit on that. You got to. And Southampton hit. They hit on him. They hit on VVD. Uh, yeah, like all all was it Dusan Tadic? Yeah, Tadic was there too. Right. They uh, was that was that uh, did they have a great Forster? Was that the keeper? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fraser Forster. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you, you, so but but when you replace them, you're not. That's that like yeah, Liverpool, Chelsea, City, now Newcastle, United, they can afford to miss on a Carvalho or Casado or Nkunku to get hurt or Anthony to beat up his girlfriend. Yeah. Or what? <laughs> just, um, they, you know, what I'm saying they can. I'm saying as an yeah. example, they can afford to, but. Brighton can't afford no, that. Oh God, no! That would ruin them. Right. So, so they're never going to take that risk on the fifty million quid God, no. player, right? You have to go small potatoes and hope that those small potatoes Work. are huge are a huge crop for you, and that you reap the benefits from it. Because it doesn't matter how much Chelsea pays you; it's what you do with the money that Chelsea yeah. paid you after they paid you on new players. Did you reinvest, and did those guys? A, pan out in your system, and B, not get hurt. Absolutely. It's funny. The, we talk, we keep talking about Brighton, but think about it. Cucurella and and Caicedo was almost $200 million. Just in two players to Brighton from one club. How insane is that? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, You're talking about like $180 million for two players. And not to mention, Cucurella doesn't even play anymore. Not for Chelsea. But, but, to, be, but to be fair, if that were City... City could take that hundred million and just go buy the next Erling Holland, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brighton. So, so say this, right? So you said Brighton got two hundred million, right? Yeah. And this is how the math ball. doesn't work out. Yeah. So Brighton says, you know what we're gonna do? We're going to because because first of all, Erling Holland's gonna be like, I I ain't playing there, hell no. Yeah. But they could say, well, that release clause with Dortmund sixty million. That's open for anybody. Yeah. So Brighton's gonna go enact and enable. The release clause at Dortmund to go bring in Erling Holland. So Erling Holland, the Norwegian mutant, is going to go play for Brighton and Hub Albion. The hell he will. That will never happen. You might get the Bolivian Erling Holland, but you're not going to get the Norwegian Erling Holland that scored all those goals for Dortmund that didn't mean anything in the end, but scored them nonetheless. And now his goals are meaning something, so I'm sure he's happy. You're not going to do that. You're not you because because with with 200 million you can buy any player you want. Yeah. But but th- but Brighton can't do that. Brighton have to go and buy five players with that 200 million, or or six players with that 200 million. You yeah, have to what's reload. What's funny is is two or three of those guys they're going to end up selling for 60 or 80 million anyways. Which right. Which is crazy. 
But you saw at the finality of it, it finally broke Schalkett that they they might have sold one too many players. Yeah. This is a club that I remember I told you writing an article about. They they used to be ranked in the Forbes top twenty five most valuable clubs in the world. This was this was within the last six years. Schalke, I mean they they're German royalty. They eight time German not Bundesliga but eight time German champions. Um, tied for second most with Nuremberg, I think all time, and. They're now, sadly, and I say this, right? It's so sad what's happened to them. They are fighting right now for their very existence in the second Bundesliga. They got handled last year in the top tier one year after coming right back up. And, I mean, you talk about a true fall from grace. Within the last five years, Schalke finished second place in the Bundesliga. They were a Champions League side yeah, Champions that made it to the knockout stage only to be knocked out by Manchester City. Yeah. And now they seem so far removed from that. This is where money comes into it. You sold Leon, you know, you sold Leroy Sané, you sold Leon Goretzka, you sold Draxler, right? Uh, Julian Draxler, you sold, um, uh, Nubel to Bayern, the, the keeper. Yeah. I mean, what, if you want to go way back, who? The striker for Schalke. Uh, I forget that. I think he might have been an African guy. But anyways, yeah, he was good. Too. I'm pretty sure Kolasinac was also Schalke. I think he was. Um, Just a slew of players, man. Yeah, you can't, you can't lose that many players. I remember, um, was it? 2012, Raul played for them. Yeah. I want to say 2012, 2011. Spanish God. Yeah. Uh, Raul. And they, they, they could, they couldn't get, um, shoot, they couldn't get, uh, uh, like some mid tier MLS player to come play there right now. I mean, um, I think last place or VFL, they're right next to VFL and Schalke is looking. Yeah. So he's talking about, uh, VFL Osnabrück, who's yeah. based, who's way out of their league. Well, they drew today to Kaiserslautern. They did, yeah, two, uh, two. good for them. Yeah. But I mean, it's still the, <laughs> I think the writing's on the wall, much like it is for Luton. But um, you know, the the and the the point is that like this is, um, you got all this money for Sane, you got all this money for Neuer, you got all this money for Goretzka. They reinvested it. They got all these players that they thought were going to hit. Uh, one of the guys was that Swiss guy. The, um, I can't think of his name right now that played in Switzerland. He's the Swiss national team player. Uh, starts with a B. I just can't think of his name right now. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Yeah, but they, they, they said that guy was going to be the next Schalke superstar, and, and he, he, never, he never panned out. He got injured. Oh, and man. and I just I can't think of his name right now, so forgive me for 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 complete lapse of thought on that. But um, he's a Swiss team national. Better look him up real quick. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Where Brighton and these players, uh, these clubs like a Leeds or Brighton, when they reload, they've got to hit. Yeah, yeah. Because Schalke thought that they had it going for a while, and. Then, you know, they also uh, had Domenico Tetesco as the manager. He got them into second place, but they didn't like his brand of football. It was yeah. boring. It wasn't sexy. Well, you know, I don't know. When's 
The second place finish sounds pretty sexy to me. I mean, you're second only to Bayern. Yeah. You're playing Champions League. Uh, they beat Dortmund for the first time in God knows when in the uh, Revere Derby. So, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah. And then he gets the sack. And then everything since then has gone downhill. They they have uh they they they've, they've sort of plateaued. Oh, bro, they are. Yeah, they're. Did you find that guy yet? I'm looking. I can't. I found the Wolfsburg guy. I can't. I'm just looking at the national team as of late. Um, what does his name start with? Uh, his last name starts with B. I, I, I'm it's not Okafor. No. Yeah, this guy might be too young. I don't. I can't find him. I'm just looking. And we're gonna, yeah, we're not gonna waste any more time on it. But anyways, that was like their big, their big signing, um, a couple, you know, five years ago, whatever. And then they had, um, um, just a lot of bad investments. You know, now they're now they're fighting for their very survival. Yeah, they'll if they don't get it together, they are going to be in the third tier. And that's and and the day you see Schalke in the third tier. I mean, I say this. That's a sad day for German football to see that. You it wasn't know. in Bolo, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did okay. I say Braille and Bolo? Yeah. Braille, Braille. Yeah, yeah. Braille and Bolo. Damn, Bolo. That's yeah. the guy I was talking about. That was the good striker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we were talking about the yeah. same guy. So, yeah. so he, so he was going to be their next guy, right? He yeah. was going to be. Didn't pan out. Didn't, didn't pan out. It's um, funny. He chose them over Leipzig, United, Barca. Like that's who he chose. Yeah. He, yeah. Not work. Um, you know. It, it, it is it's it, it goes to show you that if you if, if, if you don't have the right manager in place and you don't have the right system in place, then the only thing that can save you is money. Yeah. And then if you look at Chelsea, that's not even saving them. That's not even saving them. Now, so right? you got to just have everything. All those things fall in place. Newcastle got the money and they actually have the management and the goods to go with it and look at them now. I mean, of course, they had a couple of bad results, but they're still in Champions League, and they were just in Championship three years ago. Yeah, so, I mean, four the, years ago. And, and to answer my own question, I asked you, I don't really see an end to this. I think it's going to actually continue to get yeah. worse. Oh, it's going to get worse. You could have... Uh, Before you know it, the Premier League will be owned by Quartari. Right, so 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 the Khan family, who owns, the, uh, who owns Fulham, uh, I'm surprised. So they also own the Jacksonville Jaguars and they own AEW oh, uh, All Elite Wrestling. Oh, so I, I'm surprised that they haven't just pumped a ton of money in Fulham because uh, I think Shad Khan is worth six billion dollars. I think is his net worth. But yeah, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He owns all his. He owns or his son gave he gave his son the money Tony Khan to buy or create All Elite Wrestling, and they also own Fulham Football Club. So, but that, that's like, so the, the, but Fulham have money now. They did not have 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, unless you're, so you're, you're, somebody's going to see some rich Saudi prince is going to see, um, you know, uh, um, Birmingham city as a novelty project. Right. Or, or they're going to see, bored and just wants, uh, or, or yeah, they want to, they want to, uh, uh, reignite Preston North end. Yeah. Or or uh, um, Swansea or, oh, or, or or Plymouth, right? Yeah. So so they're going to Portsmouth. They're they're going to pump money into it, and you're going to see basically kind of the same thing that happened. Like you know, you're seeing with like Wrexham at a slower pace. Yeah. Because I think not as much money. Because because Ryan Reynolds said like if they hadn't gotten promoted last year, they would have been in in a bad in a bad way. Yeah. So, they, but but Wrexham. 
would have never gotten promoted last year if they didn't have a Hollywood A-lister yeah. buying ba- them. them. Right, to back them. So it is money or it's nothing. Like yeah. if you if you don't have the manager and you don't have the system, then it's money. And like you just pointed out, brilliant point. Chelsea have have the money and it's and they they have a manager who's great. Yeah. The system ain't working. There are two places out of relegation. Right. But they have the money, and right now that's not even saving their ass. So it, it's it's in a football's in a weird place right now, and I think it's only gonna get weirder. And the way you're gonna see the table shift, unfortunately, some of these organic, beautiful organic blossoming plants that we see, such as Brighton and Hove and Aston Villa and Union Berlin, they're going to go to the wayside. Yeah. Because at some point, they're going to be like Schalke, and they're not going to hit. Yeah. The, 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 the slot machine's not going to come up with three straight sevens. Luck will run out. Luck will run out. And then it's one, once once that, that car hits that skid, it's hard to come out of it. It's like oh, going into God. NASCAR turn four Daytona, buddy. You're going to hit the wall. Big time. And so so it, it's just it's, – it's, 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 when, it's, when the momentum goes and it's a downward spiral – it's a crash. Oh, big time. Just ask Werder, ask Werder Bremen. Yeah. Ask Falfi Stuttgart. Yeah. Ask, uh, you know. Leeds. FC Nuremberg. Oh, Hamburg is the prime, prime example. 2005 yeah. playing for Champions League qualification. Never, ever been relegated before in the history of the Bundesliga. Yeah. That was until crazy. five years ago, and they've never made it back up. Yeah, cannot get back out to save their life. They always get that playoff spot. This is the second always. biggest city in Germany. And it's funny, when we met, I was we would talk about it, and I would, you know, the playoff was happening, and you're just like, dude, they're not going to do it. Well, I said last year, Stuttgart's yeah. going to beat them. It's, it's, it's and like, you were absolutely right. Yeah. I had all the faith in the world. I said, no, man, this is it. This is the year. And I've been saying that for about three years now. Yeah. God, man. Well, so any, so yeah, we, we, we could talk about this forever, but I wanted to say real quick, um, any final thoughts on the match day? I mean, I, I did end up watching real quick the Bayern Leipzig match. I ended up, uh, watching that yesterday. Yeah, 2-2. 2-2. Two, two, right? two, yeah. Um. Target practice, they just couldn't get it. It was target long practice long. at the end. Leipzig had run out of steam. They brought on Carvalho. They brought on uh, their uh, what is it, Slovenian or Serbian striker yeah. at the end. I, I forget which which one of the S's. Yeah, he comes in. Uh, they took out Forsberg. They took out Paulson. They were going for uh, oh, Sesko. They brought in Sesko, the Slovenian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the so they, they they held on. Um, Byron made it two two in the seventieth, and then it it it, it stayed yeah, that way. But but what it does is, I mean, it keeps the Bundesliga interesting. Leverkusen is top of the table now for the second straight week. Um, dance. You tell me. Uh, do you think there's going to be a new sheriff in Germany I, this I year? I hope so. I mean, I, I, I I'm praying. Well, hold you to it right now. Like, if, what are you saying? Yes if, or no? If I could put money on it, I will. Does Leverkusen win the Bundesliga this year? Do they win the Bundesliga this year? <laughs> I will say it'll come down to the last two match days. I'm not saying they do, but. I, I hope they do. I would. I well, everyone love. hopes they do. That's not a Byron I, fan. I, 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 I even know some Byron fans would like to see a little bit of variety. Yeah, I, I hope. I if I had to put cash on it, I would say no. Yeah, right. The money says no. Yeah, money says no, but my heart says please. Well, did yeah. you have any takeaways then from any of the other leagues, real quick? Before I, we go? PSG zero zero. 
that is a bad slow start for them. Kolei right? Mane and 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 Mbappe, you can't be going zero zero, especially against Claremont. You you can't. That's their third zero zero. I'm 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 seeing some trouble. Dembele, Mbappe, and Colo starting up front. You got to get a goal. That was probably the biggest shock for me, at least. Um, the Monaco Marseille game was great. I know I'm talking about France, but that was a three-two. No, you need yeah. We'll talk about France. Yeah. And then uh, for me, the surprise of the week um, was the fact that Leipzig held on. Yeah. Uh, the other surprise of the week for me was win. win? A little bit. I mean, it's Everton. Yeah. They're one of the clubs we've talked about that's suffering right now. Yeah. No, actually, my surprise of the week was 1-0 Crystal Palace at Old Trafford. Oh, yes. Yeah. How could we forget? Manchester Absolutely. United got housed by Crystal, Crystal Palace, Palace off of a set piece. Yeah. Where their big spending on the goalkeeper, Onana. Can't stop nothing. Can't stop. Can't stop. He's like Swiss cheese. Yeah. Holes everywhere. Yeah. So that, that to me, I mean, beyond, obviously, the, 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 the obvious result is City, but... It, to me, still, Crystal Palace going to Old Trafford. And, and beating United. And, and You're beating absolutely United. right. Yeah, that, that gave me plenty of content to watch, too. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, good week in football. Yeah, so we're going to be back next week. And uh, that you know, this is the parting thoughts. But, like, we're going to – the concept of this podcast is to talk about nothing in terms of the same stuff every week. We're going to try and keep it interesting. We're going to try and switch it up. We want to give all the leagues a fair shot and a fair uh, point of view, not just focus on the Prem, not just focus on the, the biggest clubs, but also talk about, like Nick talked about, the Bolivian League, if something big, like, I mean, that's that's a big deal yeah. uh, to happen there. Um, you know, we'll talk about the Champions League. Uh, how about RB Salzburg, man? You know, yeah. can, they, can they make it out of the group stage? That kind of stuff. And we just want to we, we talk about, what is what 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 the hot points are of the week and, and what's going on in football? What what's interesting? What are what what's Twitter talking about? What are what are the pundits talking about? You know, not just and and, and but also what our interests are and what your interests may be. We we really want to just try and get as much onto the canvas as as, as humanly possible in the hour and a half or so that we're going to record. So you know that I mean that that's what this concept is is it's 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 kind of a an all-you-can-eat buffet of football, I would say. It's giving a, a, a try. Yes, obviously focus on the top five leagues, but also a global perspective, yeah. looking at the entire the, the entire sport from, from a global view, talking about topics that don't have anything to do with on-pitch, such as the money and the finances we talked about today. Is there some sort of um, bias? What about VAR? This this type of thing. So yeah. we, we're... we're we're going to experiment with it. We're going to see where everything goes and how it goes and how it flows. But we want to welcome all of you along on this journey Absolutely. and hope that uh, hope that, that we can have some uh, uh, interactive discussions, too. We have a lot of people that have asked us to, you know, have that uh, back of the house sort of uh, porch patio type of podcast where we bring multiple guests on uh, Spurs supporters, uh, other 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 club supporters, you know, that, that give their point of view uh Bayern Munich supporters what does it look like for them you know how do they feel like being challenged are they are they bored themselves with their own success you know these are all questions that I can't answer you can't answer but someone who who wears the the Bavarian flag on their on their crest they can answer that uh that question for us so Nick any final thoughts no man just ready for this journey we're gonna we're gonna have us some fun man football in the Americas absolutely all right 
We'll till next week.